0: And we're gonna start talking. We're gonna start talking because <laughs> that's what Mark Bell does. <laughs> yep. Yo, yo. Shout out Mark Bell for teaching us how to start a podcast. Um, so that being said, today we are gonna talk about deadlift, and I don't know how long this is gonna go. It could go for fifteen minutes. I know my cutoff is is probably 6 30. So 20 minutes of talking about Dela should be sufficient.
1: Yeah, um, my, I, I'm brain dead from content creation <laughs> right now. So I would love 20 minutes.
0: He's a content creator at this point. That's what his full-time job description is. I need to get an online certification for being a content creator and editing videos at this point because it's become a full-time job. And filming, and filming. And filming, yeah. But I'm already good at filming, so I'm not worried about that. Um, (laughs) Filming myself is hard. Filming other people easy. So that said, we are going to get into it. Um, I guess, as always, if you guys want the best coaching in the world, it's THP. We just... That's why you're here, because you, you want to hear what the best coaches in the world have to say about jump training. And uh, I will put us up against anyone. Um, we have the highest jump yeah. in the world. So that actually just more.
1: had a we just had a testimonial. Um, I don't have my Instagram on this phone, but the testimonial was saying this guy that worked with us, he worked in person with world class coaches didn't jump higher and then working with us i think a few months later he dunked for the first time in a very long time
0: four years or something like that
1: yeah (laughs) um yeah
0: with two hands um so we're good at our job we know what we're doing and uh if you're serious about it you should definitely consider signing up for coaching um that said getting into the podcast here of deadlift and we want to talk about it's relevance for injury prevention. We we're going to talk about its relevance for maybe being a, uh, like a base work for, of strength work for more specific lifts. Let's talk about it's how it compares to power clean and, and snatch maybe. Um, and then, you know, the obviously performance improvement stuff. So that said, Isaiah, tell me about deadlift in your training, how often you've done it and what sort of
1: changes you've seen doing it less or more frequently. Yeah i i started deadlifting basically when i first started lifting when i was like 15 years old uh, that's like one of the the big three power lifting movements and that was kind of where my background was i read starting strength when i was young and that was one of the staple lifts in the starting strength program if you don't know starting strength it's basically three by five with progressive overload on squat bench deadlift power clean shoulder press and how how he would set it up is you would squat. It's three workouts a week. You squat all three of those workouts, and then you alternate power clean and deadlift every other workout. Uh, So that's how I started to deadlift. And I basically did three by five for like years. <laughs> I was all, all all I would. I would literally like three by five randomly go jump for like three days in a row when I was like, oh, I maybe should go in the weight room, go do some more three by five on the big three lifts. Um, I think my deadlift got up to 365 when I was about 19 years old. Um, I remember it was at 365, and that's after, yeah, and uh, that's around the time when I started actually having like back issues. Like my back injuries was directly correlated to how much I was deadlifting. Um, so my deadlift just really slowed down around that time. I think I I didn't deadlift heavy for a couple of years. Um, added it back in when I was uh 20 years old. So I think I took like a year and a half off from deadlifting. Balance kid age. No, this was when I talked to Doctor Jacob Harden. Ah, um, we like yeah. That. This, the, this is a this is a fun fact. The first place I ever heard of isometrics wasn't John. It wasn't Ebony Rio or anybody like that. It was. I paid a hundred bucks to go see Dr. Jacob Harden because I didn't know what else to do with my knees. I saw his Instagram and he lived like 20 minutes from me and I went in there and he showed me manual isometrics, the one where you grab your shin and everybody associates with THP for some reason. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's when I started doing ISOs and he kind of wrote up like a, like a really short four week program for me and it had deadlifts in there. And my deadlift went to four Oh five that summer. Um, but again, same thing. Like, I think I just – my back was always my limiter when I would try to drive my my deadlift back up. Uh, from there, I think we we did it when I first started doing, like, full-on jump training, not load management with, with THP when John was coaching me.
0: Literally in one of the foundational cycles. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, if you do yeah. THP and you're like, I'm fully healthy, I want to train my ass off, you'll probably see the cycle that helped Isaiah's vertical go from, like, 44 to 47. Yeah. Um, one of the cycles at least there was mm-hmm. multiple, but that foundational deadlift cycle was in there
1: like, yeah twice a week or something like that I don't know. maybe once i don't remember i think it's once um but i think from there my deadlift got up to 425 and then i honestly didn't deadlift much after that like it's we use in thp at least for the, the more like early cycles that we program for people it's rarely in there i think it's like one or two cycles that have deadlift um uh, and then aside from that we mo- mainly do like clean pulls and power clean and stuff like that so I, I got it up to 425 and then i don't think we deadlifted for for a while after that like Wait, it was like that every cycle you got it up 20 pounds that that one, in that singular three-week cycle i don't know how i honestly don't remember how frequently we deadlifted uh no it's up like up that, that, that point cycle is only three weeks yeah so i, I yeah i think i think so because I remember we I deadlifted when we first started four hundred five. I remember I failed four hundred five a few times actually because I hadn't deadlifted for a while. Yeah. And then six months later we did like one cycle and it shot up to to four twenty five. Um, oh okay. Yeah. And then from there I think I got like hurt ankle injuries, uh, all all that good stuff. Um, yeah, infamous
0: Isaiah ankle injury.
1: It yeah.
0: T- where usually unwarranted and like this for a stupid reason (laughs)
1: yeah and we yeah from there we didn't deadlift for a while but it wasn't necessarily because of injury reasons and i will say and i want to get into this uh because i feel like deadlifting is a double-edged sword depending on who you are and what your body's capable of and your technique the back issues i had with deadlift were purely related to technique uh because before i used to always deadlift with very when it would get to heavy weights my back would go into a little bit of flexion um around this time i i had really good tech i I could hinge properly without my back going into flexion so we just didn't include it there wasn't any particular reason why we didn't include deadlift it's just just variety in the training the reason i didn't include it is because i like to do a lot of olympic lifts
0: and i'm not going to have someone pull in olympic lifting and then also try to blow up deadlift and this kind of brings me to one of the questions that i posed at the beginning which is like what's the difference between olympic lifting and deadlifting right and honestly you know they have a lot of similarities the biggest difference is that in a clean your shoulders are further in front of the bar and some people even in their deadlifts set up closer like they set up similar to an olympic lift mm-hmm. uh, yours is kind of similar to your clean but your first pull is different
1: um yeah so. it definitely feels way it feels a lot different for me a deadlift for me feels like my legs are straighter i'm a little bit more leaned over so it's like more hip dominant and it's, yeah, it feels a lot more hip dominant on a power clean. It feels like, I think you've described it like this. It's like a leg press into the ground. Yep. Um, it's like a leg press, get my knees out of the way and then jump. That's what a power yep. clean feels like. That's exactly what it is for me. And that's how I coach it. So that's how it should uh- yeah. <laughs> Um, But from there, I think the next time I basically started going through a bunch of back injuries because of, Failing a power clean, deep power clean, and then squatting heavy without warming up. And also playing a lot of basketball where you're, like, bent over at the same time. Combine that with bad posture. Back died for, like, a year. Uh, And then, again, it wasn't related to deadlift at all. And when I think a year ago, probably uh, a year, maybe 10 months before I tested 50.5, we reintroduced deadlifts back into the training uh and it's possible it might have had a an effect a positive effect on my back health uh which I think we can we can get into
0: I actually think so too um I very much I very much think so if that's the case I think adding it in when we added it in was appropriate and you know i you can collaborate on this I guess how did you go about reintegrating deadlift back into your training cycles
1: yeah so I'll start it off by saying there was a, a lot of fear with certain movements, uh, just because of my back. And I see this a lot, like Travis right now, he is rehabbing from a back injury and he's like healthy enough, in my opinion, to train super hard. I actually, I was on FaceTime at a training session with him last night where he hasn't squatted above 245. He squatted 245 one time in the last like six months. Yesterday we got him to 305, <laughs> and it was purely because I was like, "Yo, Travis, stop being a pussy and just just go hard." Um, so there was there was a big psychological factor just because of the fear of injury. Um, but we literally just started with like I think 95 pounds. Um, 95 pounds. The next workout went 135. Workout after that 185. Workout after and then just slowly progressed it up until I was basically deadlifting heavy and the number one rule that i set for myself was good technique above anything else like if there was ever a weight where i felt like i would have to go into flexion to uh to get it up like that's considered a, a failed rep like don't even don't even attempt it um and it's interesting because like if you watch power lifters, that's not their standard <laughs> <We're> yeah. Cross- <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but so right because their goal is lifting weight your goal is jumping high like, they're like, eh, if I F up my back. I literally... I don't care. So,
1: that's like you getting hurt jumping. Like, that's your goal, you know? Yeah. And, and like, so, I, I got my deadlift up to from 425, I think, two years prior, all the way to 480 in the span of, like, six months. I think if I were to, say, screw it and just, like, go into a little bit of flexion, I think I could have pulled five plates by now. There was no, actually... There I actually was a, think easily you could easily yeah there was a video i sent you where i had five plates on and i attempted it and i got it off the ground by an inch but i and then i could feel my back to around i was like nope fuck that <laughs> and then just dropped it yeah
0: i i think easily you would and i think the reason your spine flexes like that is because it changes like <clears throat> I, I don't know for sure but doesn't it change the the moment arm like doesn't it in some way alter like it keeps the bar closer to you or something like yeah, that
1: like i think so I think the the how powerlifters otherwise you have to use your lats to like keep it. that close. Yeah, yeah. I think the the what powerlifters do is
0: not sumo. This is conventional deadlift. Sumo yeah. lift is cheating. Fact. <laughs> bar moves far less distance because your stance is so wide. Anyways, go ahead,
1: <laughs> bro. I saw I saw a video of, of a a guy deadlifting the longest bar in the world. Like he's like a welder, and he welded a bar that was like fifty feet long. And he went sumo, and it was literally like an inch of range because the bar bends. So he literally went like an inch, and it lifted off the ground. It was like three thousand pounds or something. No, and then he like put it back, yeah. Because it's so much, it's so much bar bend, and some I don't know what the physics of it is, but you can like deadlift. The longer the bar is, the more you can like deadlift. That makes so. sense
0: because, uh, well, what happens is that the like there's it's a torque and the bar whip. Is like I mean you'd still have to be able to lift three thousand pounds like from that position. So yeah, the bar like if you take the whip out of the bar like a bunch, you know what I mean? Yeah, just like kept pulling until like the like the bar did come off the ground. You could conceivably lift like you just have to be able to to bend the bar. To the point, I would have you're to, in like such a strong ass position that you can lift like at two thousand more pounds, I guess. But three thousand yeah. pounds is insane.
1: I, I might be, I might be completely like messing up the number. Um I was gonna say because three thousand pounds seems impossible. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. From like, like that
0: would be that would be like eighth squatting three thousand pounds. Like I just don't know if that's possible. Or like I eight, can't.
1: Yeah, I can't find the video. But if somebody can find the video for me and like, co- like put it, <laughs> put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. So building it up. And then I guess we did say that you, you felt like it maybe played a role in you being able to hit 50. What do you think? And I have ideas, but what do you think it was about deadlift that
1: played such an important role in your vertical? So first I will say, I don't know if it was because for the listeners who don't know I introduced deadlifting back in and 10 months later and I dead I I literally deadlifted every single cycle basically until I tested 50 um yeah yeah and I hadn't deadlifted for 3 2 years maybe uh, yeah 2 years the conversation went like this Isaiah do you want to do something more complex or do you just want to keep deadlifting <laughs> Gonna keep deadlifting. Okay, then all the right My like, my my reasoning was if it's not broke, don't fix it. I just which, consistently was jumping higher. So uh, I will say in addition to deadlifting, I also was back squatting very intensely for the first time uh okay. in probably a year or two. So I don't know, I don't even think it was the deadlifting. Maybe it wasn't even the back squatting. I think it was just the fact that I was getting an actual max strength stimulus for the first time in over a year. Before that, I, I don't think I ever we were half squatting. I don't think I ever got to like 90% effort weights on on half squat. Um we did do heavy power cleans, but that's still not that's more of a power movement. It's not max strength. Um so I think I I just actually trained max strength for the first time in a really long time, which is very it, it correlates to two-foot jumping really well.
0: What's interesting too is that like powerlifters
1: don't see that happen.
0: Olympic weightlifters don't see that happen.
1: They yeah,
0: that's their only goal. <laughs> just get
1: as strong mm-hmm.
0: as possible. Just deadlift seven hundred pounds, deadlift eight hundred pounds, deadlift yeah. pounds. Like and they don't they don't see the verticals budge. Uh, and they do dynamic days like louis simmons would say lift as fast as you possibly can on your dynamic day at like 50 to 60 percent like that is west side using yeah. tr- using like variable resistance like all the same stuff that has always been thought to increase your vertical and it's interesting because you know i i think a lot of people have always assumed that and been like oh yeah if i want to jump higher i'll just like be a power lifter and they do it they're like oh if getting strong's the key i'm just gonna keep getting strong well
1: it's a little and, bit more complex but and like- this is another really interesting point my standing vertical has not budged like i think the first <laughs> the first dunk camp 2018 i tested a 38 the vertex might have been a little low like we've talked about maybe the vertex had been leaning a little bit or something like that yeah but and then I think my reach was a little lower than what we tested now. So I think, but worst case scenario, like I think it might've been inflated at the most by three inches. So let's say it was 35. My recently, my standing vert was tested like officially, like I just bought the vertex and all that stuff stretched, ra- starts out reach. I tested at 37. So that's a, a two inch increase on my standing vert with oh, getting a lot stronger. And I don't, yeah, so that I don't know that that's something really interesting, and no, then other guys see thing about it
0: is that you never do off vert. Yeah, like imagine if you only did off vert, like Chi. like you only only did. That off-vert. is a very good point, but that also so it comes back that, to the powerlifting point exactly, exactly. Which is, which is like, what if they just jumped a lot? Mm-hmm. But what would they
1: have the best training? And because technically, I'm I'm doing the powerlifting method i'm getting strong at my squat and deadlift not practicing standing jumps going out testing my standing jump boy like, why isn't my standing vert getting back? <laughs> doing the same thing they are <laughs> yeah but i'm not i'm not pra- i'm not jumping like i think two foot i'm two foot jumping a lot my two foot jumps going You're going right. up so i'm not yeah i don't think i'm practicing my my standing jumps enough i
0: think you probably aren't if you wanted to be better at that but like who the hell cares about a standing bird? I don't. I don't um, I
1: think
0: like, I mean, like, if you want to- care less. Yeah, if you want to do like the baby brother, like approach, like if you, for some reason, want to set constraints on yourself, like why don't we just do like the 20 pound weight fast approach jump? Cause like, now I want to have the 20 pound. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I don't- Create new metrics where like, we make the thing that we want to do better, harder. Like, oh, I, yeah. I have a world record for the 20 pound weight vest 100 meter dash. like. Mm-hmm. who So like that that's we want to know what the absolute pinnacle is one foot two foot i don't care how you yeah. do that's um, why
1: I, that's what i find cool about dunking is like you're just seeing you're just maxing everything out how fast can i run to get even higher in the air what like what can i do to, to get higher in the air not for, what can i not what can i do to constrain myself <laughs> yeah. and, still, and still jump high
0: yeah like that doesn't that has no knowing it doesn't matter that's what training is um that's pretty much what training is (laughs) for training and then like at that that point who cares so Um, yeah i think on that point it's really interesting i've never tried to do west i think the volumes with west side i feel like and the intensity of west side would be very hard to maintain while trying to do a lot of jumping i will say that like i would i think it would be very difficult and i think you'd be fatigued all the time The other thing possible is that when you get so strong and you lift so heavy like that all the time, like if you have an 800 pound deadlift, your dynamic day is at 50%. You're deadlifting 400 pounds. 400 pounds is not going to move fast, no matter how, like it's still 400 pounds. It'll move fast, but it's not going to move like really fast. Um, And so I think that also plays a little bit of a role that you're just always
1: training to like move slow.
0: Um, What you
1: said... Also, I want to touch on that where the volumes that you see in West Side would be really hard to handle and practice jumping at the same time. I recently experienced that um with the training I've been doing the last couple of weeks on load management. If for those of you that aren't on THP, usually how we program like let's say let's say it's a six by four back squat, uh we would normally program like say it'll say like six by four last two at 80% uh on the on the squat that's different from like traditional i think like powerlifting programs where if you see a six by four it's like you warm up and then you would do all your sets at the same yes intensity and i i was training like that for no reason i just wanted just to make my l- volume. yeah i just wanted to make my life you freaking double, hard the load you didn't double the volume you doubled the load <laughs> yeah yeah i doubled the load same volume and i was re- literally the last i put a i put up a video on youtube like why like how to deal with bad jumping days and stuff i think it was like three weeks straight where i could not jump like i was having my my flight times for literally 0. 0.8 on like on my best jump and i was like what is going on and then this last week uh, i brought daddy john back to write my training <laughs> for me We can't trust that and- to do their training <laughs> <laughs> and we went back to like the last two sets um at the highest intensity and i had a decent enough jumping day it was still not my best because it's like a we're still on a training cycle but i could actually practice my dunks and stuff like that and yeah i think that i completely agree with your point i I think the loads that you would see in a traditional powerlifting program would be way too high to practice dunking
0: and that's pretty much why thp exists because it is the middle ground it is the it is the like balancing point you know what i mean for for like being able to do jumping and still improve and also get as much strength work as you can in without getting hurt and our volume
1: especially is- yeah especially with dunking I remember when I first saw your programs like this is when you were coaching Austin and Nico I think and
0: I that.
1: <laughs> and that was before. Uh, I guess dunk training was as refined as it is now. Like, I feel like now it's a lot more. I feel like pop- I was
0: the first person to do it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Well, I think, okay. I so, think it probably okay.
1: came from coaching me. Like I was like.
0: A refined version of dunk training. I think I was the first person to do it.
1: Like turn yeah.
0: around Daniel. Okay. Daniel back was uh, like doing jump signs and his is like pretty good. Uh, Paul it was like doing just like kind of basic, like it was basketball. Paul
1: Fabriz is, is yeah, focused like on basketball. And who else is there? Nobody else. There was, there was your random, there was but, a random programs like, uh, like Boeing Vert, uh, I think
0: the guys that use our videos don't give us credit. <laughs> yeah,
1: like they, Boeing they, Vert, Vert Shock, Jump Manual, stuff like that. Yeah. But those aren't, they weren't guys that like, it's like the dunk, like the dunk world kind of knew, like, you know what I mean? Guys that were having frequent dunk sessions weren't doing those programs. It was mostly like basketball players trying to get their first dunk, like that, that type of thing. That's like the introductory,
0: like what we were doing is like PhD shit. It's like, look, you got to go through the beginner, you know, your beginner newbie games and do your own squad program and do your own like whatever, yeah. do crypto and then when you're ready to, you know, play with the big boys and you want to train a <laughs> world-class athlete, you, you can train like a world-class athlete. You will, yeah. you will do the programming to train like a world-class athlete. It's going to be easy. Is it going to be easy? No, but it will make you better. It is effective, uh, more effective than anything else and actually effective versus like, ah, increase your vertical six inches in three weeks. I'm like, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But okay. And I'll improve your bench press 150 pounds in, in a day. Um, it's like equivalently what people were the claims people were making a vertical jump which is just hilarious yeah um, yeah it's just funny
1: so yeah, that said uh, uh, we were
0: talking about so yeah so
1: uh, so that, that was kind of like there wasn't anybody doing like training dunkers guys that were just having frequent dunk sessions trying to dunk three hours a day like a couple times a week and I think I remember when I saw like the programs you were coaching, it was like insane, like insane volumes and stuff. And over time, as I think, as you coached more dunkers, and I think like when you started coaching me and I'm like, Hey, like I'm kind of addicted to dunking for two hours every week. Like if I don't do this, I'm going to be really depressed. (laughs) And I think like the, the program almost like refined itself to where we could fit. Yeah. Where we could like handle those long sessions once a week. Um, and yeah, allow us to, to practice the, the sport of dunking. Yeah. And it's changed too. Like, I mean,
0: we I don't have any programs that have dunking three days a week. Um, I don't have a single program that says that. If you want to do that, if you get up to three days a week of actual sessions, like I'm at that point, I'm just like, all right, throw the third session in. <laughs> like, hope <laughs> for the best. We've
1: had people yeah. the- that are like, I'm gonna try to dunk every day. And I'm like, Yeah, that's gonna last about 15, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, but, but- we also never stop them because I I think we Some both agree on this. There are people that can get close to that have, like, tried... Like, Tom. Tom Barnes. Tom
0: Barnes was able to do it. He made it through the gauntlet. And I'm like, dude, try it. Like, if you can do it, and you, you like... Dorico Gilgana did it. So, like, there are people that can do it. Hoopin Nate has done it in doing it. And I was like, dude, if you can do it, do it. It's hard, yeah. and, it's, and it's, like, almost impossible, but if you feel like you can handle it and you want to try,
1: be my guest. Um, but... I Think there's a hundred percent, like I think it's literally a hundred percent injury rate for guys that have jumped every day.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, they don't make them like they used to.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> bro, that's what <laughs> that's you what, what Guy, Guy Dupuy DM me, and I, cause I think I, I, I put up a story post and I was like, Oh, uh, I think dunkers are gonna have like more longevity now, like now that guys know how to train. And then G. DM me, he's like, Nah, like. You got, like, the dunkers nowadays are weak. Like, everybody gets hurt, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not like the old days.
0: (laughs) The clay, it ain't the same clay. (laughs) Yeah. It's their bones. (laughs) That's an inside joke. (laughs) we can't go into details about it. But, uh, pretty much, um, (laughs) um,
1: if you want to know the joke and you know us personally, just ask us. Yeah, yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> so that said, uh, I feel like we've done a pretty thorough review of deadlift. We feel like it's useful. Um, we don't put it at the of the program with in regards to like Olympic lifting. Well, because we have so much Olympic lifting in there, but it does bleed in. We feel like it has a lot of value and it is a really good tool for building up your capacity for your spine. Um, in as terms, as long of it, as your spine is straight. As long as your spine is straight, keep your spine straight. I, and uh, I've actually never really played around with deadlift, honestly, because my hips are doo doo, and I would not be able to keep my back straight. So I've done it a little bit. I think I've pulled like three eighty five. Maybe I've gotten close to four hundred. I've done, I've definitely done three fifteen. I think I've done three sixty five. Actually, is what I've done. Yeah.
1: Something. Like um, I will say, if you don't have the flexibility for it, put your ego aside and like elevate the bar, like yeah, start from perfect. a higher point. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah.
0: not it's or just do RDLs at that point, man. That's what mm-hmm. I do, Just do RDLs. It's pretty much the same thing. And uh I get a ton of benefit I will say I get a ton of benefit from RDLs for different reasons, I think. Um yeah. I did I tell you I rdl uh a 45, a 35, a 25, and a 10? What
1: is that people? I don't even know. 45, like, yeah, I a 205, 225. Why can't we do bar math Wait, 45, 45? No. It was like the tree you know it was like oh so that was that's was probably like 225 245 around there no it's more than that 45 35 is 205 oh and then Plus 25 25 75
0: and i did it okay. for i did it for three because i was hook dripping there was no chalk and literally i felt like my there was a slick bar the knurling wasn't good and i was like dude this is killing my like hand. that rdl suck Grip right with that, yeah. <laughs> you need chalk or just like over under, but then i my upper back was like pulling, so I was like, all right, I'm not strong enough to do this yet.
1: My legs are strong enough, but like my upper back is not strong enough right now, yeah. I, mean, I, I watched the video recently on a guy saying that he likes RDLs, he thinks RDLs are more useful than deadlifts because I think it was like the muscle recruitment or something like that. Like, he it just you,
0: isolates your hips, man. Like, you don't have to do anything with your knees, it's just your hips yeah like your back like your back pretty much
1: oh also guess
0: what i so that you know the hip hip thrust machine yeah like you know the one with the belt
1: Yeah, yeah okay so
0: they have one at umd right and this like this girl's on it she's like Smoke show, right? I mean, my type, you know, is pretty much just like skin and bones, you know, whatever, like sick <laughs> weight chick. Anyway, so <laughs> she's like doing 225 or, or like 245s on each side. I don't know what the actual machine weighs itself. Like, I, I think don't... it's
1: 20 pounds of resistance. Oh, really? The starting resistance. Oh, wow. Okay. So, all
0: right. So she's like, whatever, doing whatever weight she has, 25s. I'm like, how many sets do you have left? She's like, oh, I have one set left. I was like, perfect. So I like get on. I'm like, can you show me how to use this? I've never done it. She's like, yeah, all right. So she like shows, up. it's like a seat belt and you like use Velcro or something like that. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got it. Thanks. So I'm like, she's like, do you want to take the 25 off or 42, 45? I'm like, nah, i never done this before, but that should be easy. So I like rep it out. I do like 10. I'm like, oh, it was a cakewalk. I'm like, let me, let me just like put another 45 on each side. Do like 315.
1: Well, I guess it wasn't 315. It was six forty 20. So whatever that is. 3 315 minus 25. It's so like 290. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, that was easy. Uh, let's add another 45. So whoo, throw on another 45. I'm like, all right. So I got four 45s on this
0: machine. And like, it's like a college weight room. So people are like, and yeah. like, like a beam pole. Like I have like my skinny <laughs> joggers on and like yeah. and, like my THP shirt. I'm like, you know, blankie. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool. So I do that for like 10. And I'm like, all right. So another 45. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I'm at. Well, 290 plus 90. What five,
1: 495. So you, you're at 470 at that point. 470.
0: No, wait, five so plates.
1: I, yeah, five plates is 470. 470. So I'm like, I think I can do this like pretty easy. So I just
0: rip it for like five. And I'm like, all right, let's put 25 on each side. <laughs> so I do another three reps. And I'm like, I have to get to 645 on yeah. this. Like, I have to be able to do 645s on both sides. So, at this point, <laughs> there's like this much space on the plate. Load part. Like, you can't fit it. Like, you may, maybe could fit one more 45 on <clears throat> and not, and like, it had to clip because the plates are rolling. So, it was like 645s. There's probably room for one more 45. And I'm like, I'm going to do as now. So, I did it, dude. That belt felt like I was going to rip my skin off, but I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so, dude, dude, literally, is like this powerlifter. He's got powerlifting chooses on the seated cabbages and he's just like just watching just literally watching me do it and i was just like I'm, like I'm gonna rip this shit so <laughs> dude's on the leg press next to me doing like 315 and i've got like 550 pounds yeah. or i don't even know what this is 560 i'm like yep i'm doing this so i get it for two and the third rep i like get it almost all the way up and i'm like oh shit and i got stuck so i was like no. a little bit and then kind of just thrust it up and i like cheat do a sloppy form cheat rep to get it and then like throw the thing down yeah. But I was able to get it, and uh, I felt really good about myself. It was a hilarious
1: ego-lifting hip thrust session at the Bro, U- weight room. It's funny. I've gone through the exact same thing. Like, that machine is amazing. I love it. <laughs> How much have you done on that? I think five plates was the most I ever did. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me beat on it.
0: Yeah, it's the only, the only lift I might do better than <laughs> The only two lifts I think I can beat you in now. Keep in mind, by the way, when we started, my power clean was better than yours. My squat, your power clean, I remember your numbers. Your power clean was 205, or actually it was, uh, might have been 225. It was 225. I think
1: 225, yeah.
0: 225. Your squat was 315, and your deadlift was, at well, you said it was what? Uh, 405. Oh, it was
1: 405 before? Yeah.
0: So your deadlift was better than mine. I remember that. Um, my squat was 365, or 365? 345? 350. I don't know. It was 155 kilograms, so yeah. whatever that is. Um, let's find out. 341. So I had you by 30, 30ish, or 25 pounds, and then 26 pounds. And my power clean, I had you by 20 pounds. And my RDL, I don't know what it was at the time, but I like had you by a decent amount at the time. Yeah uh and now you have absolutely blown me out of the fucking water <laughs> it's not even close anymore which is funny um but the Major only the other- calf raise was
1: way ahead my calf raises was is still actually- you could single leg what i could like i think you could single leg more than i could double leg. <laughs> my my seated calf
0: raise might might still maybe be better maybe i don't know one of the one of the calf raises i might
1: have you and i don't yeah. know double leg is really good though my single leg i might have you though See, I think my double leg's really good. I think single leg, you would have me on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. seated, we. I think we might be around the same. You might have me by a little bit on seated. Off, like similar
0: sets. I used to be so much better than you at it, but now you're like pretty good. Austin, I think, goats both of us. I think he beats both of us. Yeah. The seated cap raise is ridiculous. <laughs> We're gonna catch him. <laughs> uh, um, and then that's my other ego lift: the seated cap raise. I team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh anyways yeah an rdl i think is the only other one i might if you did
1: it heavy the only reason you wouldn't beat me is because you're back but i think if you like wanted to you probably could maybe yeah R- rdl i don't like going heavy like it just feels sketchy when i go heavy <laughs> just love it and every <laughs> time i can put like 315 on rdls and just rip it as a skinny
0: like just skinny little you know twig boy in the gym yeah. Or like i also
1: think i'm just like like my pussy's hurting when i do rdls because usually I, i'll like I have power clean heavy as shit. I have squatted heavy as shit. And I get to RDR, I'm like, I'm just going 2 by 10 with 135. Like, fuck this. Like, yeah. I don't want <laughs> I'm like... I'm just trying to get the volume in. It's like the main lift for me, honestly. Yeah. Um,
0: anyways, all right. I think that's it, boys. And ladies, if you're listening, which... Uh, if you, I, don't think any, I don't think any women li- listen to our podcast, honestly. Maybe Royal does. Royal Pal- Palace. She's uh, Nigeria on the national or the Olympic team for women's basketball for Nigeria. She is a freak athlete and can dunk at like six one. Um And she can
1: dunk well. She can 360. I think she can 360 off one. She can 360, which is unreal.
0: Uh, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace out.